There are thousands of apps in the Shopify app store and so many more that aren't listed through the app store. So how do you choose which apps will be the best fit for your store? This week on the podcast, we're breaking down what you need to know to evaluate which apps will enhance your store's customer experience. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Mesa is the easiest way to integrate any top e-commerce app or service with your online store. Designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify Plus, Mesa's automated workflows can get back your time spent on repetitive tasks while growing your business at the same time. Join other merchants that have embraced the simplicity of Mesa's no-code approach to building workflows. You can create new ways to improve customer engagement, encourage repeat purchases without lifting a finger, reduce manual data entry, and more through a simple point-and-click interface. And with BFCM planning around the corner, now is the time to ask the question, is my online store prepared? Optimizing every step in the shopping experience is the only way to create a lifelong customer. Get Mesa and capitalize on one of the biggest commerce events of the year. Search for Mesa in the Shopify app store and download the app today. Every aspect of your website is a variable that could be impacting your business's revenue. We all want to grow our business, and we make changes with the hopes of seeing our business grow. Maybe you add a new graphic here, new social proof on your product page there. Maybe change your pricing. But do you know if this new thing is helping or hurting you? Today, testing is a requirement in understanding what is and isn't working for your business. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to test. In fact, I set up my first test in less than 10 minutes on a client's store using Meet A-B testing. After the test was live, we saw a confidence level on each of our tests to know which is actually best for the business. How? They showed us the additional revenue per view for each variant. Give our friends at Neat AB Testing a try today and start testing for your business. Head over to try.neatab.com slash commerce dash T to start your 14-day free trial. Again, that's try.neatab.com slash commerce dash T. Good morning, Kelly! Good morning, Rian. How are you? I'm sleepy. So am I. (laughs) (laughs) We have been working through the final sprint to get our app ready to submit to the shop by App Store, which is not at all what inspired the topic of this episode, actually. (laughs) But it just felt like a topic I wanted to talk about. But I am very excited to almost have our app shipped. I am also very excited to almost have our app shipped. I actually wanted this week's topic to be called what happens when everything goes wrong and how to deal with it Uh, because I'm going to be really candid with y'all. Last week, it was a trying week and that's okay, right? Like not every week is going to be an A plus confetti champagne popping week for each person. And that, and that's fine. And including in business partnerships, right? One person might have a bad week one week. One person might have a bad week a different week. Yes. That's okay. That is life. Whether you are a billion-dollar decacorn, which, by the way, is like the new word for really big unicorn 
which is a billion dollar company. (laughs) There's a whole, I can go down this whole (laughs) tangent on the number of companies that have hit unicorn status and unicorns are supposed to be rare. I see. I see a lot of unicorns these days, girl. Yeah. I see a lot of unicorns and I'm like, where, where I want, I'd like a unicorn. First of all, in my front yard, I'd be like, (gasps) second of all, like, do they come from the end of a rainbow? Who really knows? I don't know. How do they reproduce? I believe one just poofs out of glitter. I, (laughs) there's questions. There are just questions that exist in my life about unicorns, both, uh, the fictional folklore type and also, well, hopefully one day I too, we too shall have a unicorn company. It will not be commerce tea. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine a billion dollar podcast? Uh, No, but there are people who can't. So (laughs) yeah. Yep. This is for fun. This is for We are just having fun recording this podcast and thankful for everyone who listens to us. Yes. We appreciate you all. I had the sweetest message in my inbox that I still need to get back to. uh, And it was regarding the adoption of my puppy and this company who I'm going to shout out next week is going to be sending some stuff for little Winnie. And I just thought it was so sweet. And I really appreciate you uh, for listening to our podcast and for those listeners who come back week after week to hear us chat and talk. It's thank you. Thank you very much. So that being said, today we are talking about either my favorite topic or my least favorite topic. <laughs> well, everyone knows my favorite topic is SEO. And the reason that the uh, apps store is not my favorite topic is because sometimes it can be a source of a, a tremendous amount of strain as an app developer. So, but we want to talk about how to know what to look for because it's not always abundantly kind of like smack you in the face clear. Yeah. And some things aren't always what they seem. And we are not going to be making specific app recommendations in this episode. We are helping you make your own decisions. Yes. By providing you with the knowledge you need to make those decisions. Absolutely. Or will be will we be saying any apps that we particularly do not recommend? And we will also let you make those decisions yourself. Bingo. Bingo. Okay, so I think to start off, I want to go over some different types of apps because I think this is a very important thing when you're deciding what to install on your store and how you go about installing them on your store. So to start things off, something I talk a lot about a lot in like the user experience and CRO episodes that we do is that there are two primary types of apps. There's a storefront app and there's a backend app. So storefront apps are any app that rec- will install code on your theme that a customer is interacting with in some form. This might be in the form of like leaving a product review or selecting custom options for your products. Those types of things fall under a storefront app. The reason why I separate them out from backend, like the back office apps, is because storefront apps, the more you have installed on your store, the slower your site speed becomes because it's loading more and more scripts to actually function. 
Uh, the second type of app is backend or back office app. And these are going to be the ones that don't actually see the light of day on your storefront, but play like pivotal roles on your theme still or on your store still, uh, such as uh, bundling in the background. So if somebody purchases a bundle, it'll automatically decrease the inventory of other items. It might be some kind of middleware to pass data from Shopify into your 3PL or one of the other uh, three-letter acronyms that exist in the space. I was about to say, Kelly, you just spoke some engineer at us. What is middleware? Middleware is... (laughs) (laughs) Middleware is like a handshake that happens in the background of being like, this is data. I'm giving you data. Can you please give it to somebody else? Okay, fantastic. I am... The middleware is the FedEx of taking your package from the warehouse to somebody's home. Boom. Okay. Fantastic. I'm going to hold on to that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. I just wanted to pause you there. And you even said, you're like, uh, the acronyms. And I'm like, she knows. She knows. Oh, yes. Yes. So you're going to likely have some of both of these types of apps installed on your store. Uh, But I, I tend to evaluate them differently because of the impact that these storefront apps can have on your site speed. So two different types of apps. I'm going to get to another different types of apps, kind of air quotes there, uh, that there are three different apps that you can, that app developers can create for Shopify. Uh, And this plays into, again, how apps are installed on your store and what they're used for. So three types. Public apps are the apps that you see in the Shopify app store. A public app is an app that's available to the public to install. Pretty straightforward. A custom app is an app that in a freelancer or an agency has built specifically for your store and can only be installed on your store. Um, if you have Shopify, if you're on Shopify Plus and you have multiple stores, a custom app can be installed across multiple stores as long as they're linked within your Shopify Plus account. The last type is a private app. And private apps are tend to they they exist solely within your one single store. And all we're doing with the private app is just gathering API tokens and getting access to certain features. Uh, They're often used for theme development. And Shopify is probably going to be mad at me for saying we use private apps for theme development, but the whole different conversation for a different day. Uh, Theme developers, if you want to have a conversation, we can totally talk about that. Um, Or middleware, very, very commonly used for middleware. So most of the apps that you're going to be installing are public apps occasionally you're going to be coming across custom apps if you're working with an agency that is building something in particular, like specifically for you. Make sense? Well, yeah, to me. Yes, yeah, it does. Okay. (laughs) But most of what we're talking about today is going to be on the public app side. Yes, yes. Most of, right. Because private apps, we can get super, and custom apps, we can get super in the weeds about. And a lot of it has to do with who you're choosing to develop that. Uh, and why it's the tap room. And why it's the tap room's great. Tap room. We're not going to be <laughs> recommending any apps, but if we did and they're custom, they would be built by the tap room, allegedly. Allegedly. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that. Okay, no, I can absolutely confirm that our team is amazing at building apps. Um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> So it's it's fun. I feel like this is a it's is a fun conversation for us to have because while you and I are building an app right now that is yes. going to be a public app, all of your past app experience has been with public apps. Yes. All of my past app experience has been with custom apps and private apps. 
you know what we're like. You know, peanut butter and jelly. Okay, yeah, that was probably a better. Yes. That was probably a better <laughs> analogy than what I was gonna say, which was remember that TV show where everyone had the power rings and he put them together, and it was like yeah. the Planet Earth guy. Yeah. Yeah, we're like that too. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's our hero. <laughs> something, something down to zero. <laughs> You're welcome, 90s children. <laughs> it's wonderful. Very wonderful. <laughs> but peanut butter jelly was way easier. Peanut butter had- and jelly is much. Oh, I love peanut butter and jelly. Yes. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be spending 30 minutes talking about why Kelly loves peanut butter and jelly. And Oatmeal raisin cookies, which is my favorite divisive knowledge, <laughs> and mint chocolate chip stuff. I do enjoy all three of those. I, which, you know, I love you anyways, Kelly. I love you anyways. I'm so glad. Sometimes I even enable you. You do. You will literally send me, you will send me oatmeal raisin cookies and be like, wow, you're so weird for eating oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm like, I feel like this is, I would say this is a no-win situation, but I get to eat oatmeal raisin cookies anyway, so it's I'm okay win. with it. It's a win. It's like, a win. <laughs> it's a win with a little poke or something, you know. Hey, Rian, what can I do to help my support team be more efficient? I recommend Gorgeous. Gorgeous combines all your communications channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all help requests. This saves your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It sounds great. What else can it do? With Gorgeous, you can pre-write and save responses to your most frequently asked questions. You even have access to the customer's order information so you can personalize the responses with things like an order or tracking number. This will allow your support team to focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee, and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. This sounds like a great way to also increase sales and brand loyalty. Where can I learn more? Check out Gorgeous by visiting commercetea.com forward slash gorgeous and try Gorgeous for free for two months. Again, that's commercetea.com forward slash G-O-R-G-I-A-S. So next up, let's talk about Reviews. Ooh. Which is maybe one of the hottest topics, both inside and outside the Shopify app community in terms of how to pick an app, how much they mean, why they matter, when they don't matter, and some of the little things to look for. So good things and bad things. Let's start with a bad thing because I woke up really early today. Good reason. No problem. Okay, here's a bad thing. If you see, this is also what grinds my gears thing. If you see tons of reviews a day coming in for an app, red flag, red flag, red alert. I'm sure I have a sound effect button on my sound effect board, but I'll probably press the wrong one and I end will up press hearing. the wrong one. Yeah. Let's see what it, okay, I'm going to try it. Okay. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Okay, so, and here's the gig. I'm sure we've all installed apps that prompt you either via email or in the actual app itself within the first two minutes 
that says something along the lines of, in order to keep this app free, you need to leave us a review. In order to do X, Y, Z, you need to do this. Or upon install, we want uh, a review. How are we doing so far? You're like, I've only clicked three things. I don't know. And if you click five, it sends you to the app store page. If you click less than that, it sends you to an email modal. Those are all, as Kelly likes to say, dark patterns. Dark patterns. They're also violations of Shopify's terms of service. (laughs) (laughs) A totally different conversation, but yes. And it's just reviews do in, in, in lots of ways help apps rank higher in the app store, which is good and bad because it does tend to incentivize bad behavior to get the most possible installs quickly. But mm-hmm. so this is really just distilled down to if you see someone getting and honestly, reviews are so hard to get. I have tens of thousands of users on my apps and we get reviews once every other week and we work for them. So if you see apps with a ton of reviews, that should at least be an eyebrow raising moment. Next, you're from Kelly. You can go for a good thing. Okay. Reviews are great. Like, I stay in a lot of Airbnbs when I travel. And I will not stay in an Airbnb that does not have any reviews. Yeah. Makes sense. With one caveat. Okay. Occasionally, there won't be a review on an Airbnb because it's a new unit. Yeah. That a previous Airbnb host with a lot of experience and a lot of reviews has recently added into their list. And there's still an inherent risk that comes with staying in a place that does not have any reviews. But if you see a lot of trusted reviews for that same host of from previous properties, it does build some level of confidence about staying in that place. Yes. Same applies for new apps that appear in the app store. You don't start in the Shopify app store with reviews. You can't, right? So one thing you can do is see, you can see who the app developer is, like what company produced the app. And you can see if they have any other apps in the app store as well. And read the, read the reviews for the other apps too, or just kind of get like a general idea of what, what that app company is like to help you make a decision about whether or not this is an app that you want to try. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to try the app and it's new and you're like, oh no, because look, Kelly and I are going to have an app that has no reviews soon. Yep. Which, and our company is going to have no other, there's going to be no reference points. And so if you're like kind of nervous about it, always make sure you back up your theme. Always make sure you back up your theme. Always make, I'm... (laughs) No, but seriously, do it. Yeah. And you can install the app. If anything goes awry, revert immediately. Revert. Yeah. Revert. Revert. Back up. Back up. Beep, 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 beep. So that's just also another way of thinking that. I was trying to do like the truck noise. It was great. Perfect. I'm so happy. So, Maybe we'll just convert this into a, a, a voice or sound recording. It's just me making sound effects. Yeah, that's it. So another thing that 
Now, this might sound counterintuitive, but also maybe it won't. Most of us at this point have used something like Yelp. A lot of the rules that apply to Yelp apply to the App Store in the sense of all five stars is sort of sus. Yes. This is something we talk about all the time for product reviews on your store as well. Yeah. If like people love your product, great. Lots of reviews are awesome. But if literally every single review on your store is five stars, I start to think that you're not actually publishing the lower than five-star reviews. Or you're doing... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's be honest. For whatever reason, people are always like, oh my gosh, I love this. I'm going to use it every day. It's delicious. Whatever the hell it is that I'm selling, four stars. Oh, or... Or... The food is fantastic. I'm going to just use a Yelp one. The food is fantastic, but the person in the corner was yelling. If I could give this place zero out of zero stars, I would. And you're like, what? And that that happens a lot on the app store as well. And believe me, I've been on the receiving end of non-food related <laughs> one stars. And, and sometimes uh, it's like, you'll see... If you see a bunch of reviews that are like, this app gives fantastic customer service, and then a few that are like, the the customer service on this app is horrific. And you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense, right? Right, from the outside looking in. And I know personally from experience, sometimes those customers, they have had the emails or the support emails that were going back and forth and and, and they're, and they're, for them, they have stopped because they have either started going to the spam filter, because they've forgotten that they've read them, because they started using a different email address. Because I mean, there is a litany of reasons why that can happen. And right now, and I'm sure we all feel this, people are at a, I don't want to say breaking point. People are more likely to leave a scathing review now than three years ago, than pre-pandemic because of the amount of stress. And you can kind of feel it when we get those reviews in, you can just feel it in the review. You're like, you are just really- You're having a bad day. You're having a bad day. And sometimes, and then the, and this is going to dovetail into this. And another important thing to look at is the way that the reviews are responded to. Now, and Kelly and I were talking about this a little bit before we got on to record, but there's a few different ways that this can be handled, right? You don't, what, what as an app developer, you don't want to do is to get into that. And I'm sure we've all seen it on Yelp where the, the business owner responds back and it's like really petty and it becomes this like back and forth with times of updates and it's like cringe. So you don't want to do that, right? And, and same for you as business owners. You don't want to be like, ma'am, you are wrong. Even if they're wrong, you can't just say, no, you are just, you're patently wrong. And so the response has to be gentle and it has to be done in a certain way. And also I personally am of the thought of not responding right away publicly because I think most things can be dealt with privately. And because your store name is attached to the app on front facing to the rest of the world, like if that's your my Shopify account, name. I don't like to push back necessarily publicly 
unless I don't get any responses privately or if and unless the conversation stagnates. Now, you might be thinking, no, Rena, you should just you should just respond right away. But again, I do understand right now people are stressed out of their minds. And yeah. I, I believe in extending a little bit of grace. So that's just kind of my thoughts on that. So read how how the reviews are responded to, see if they're kind. People like me do tend to say if someone's like, you never responded to the email, I will say, I we I I have reviewed, right? I come in as the president. I have I have reviewed the conversations you had with my team. The last message, your first message was on this date. The last message was on this date. It shows that you read it. I feel like right now there's some kind of a disconnect. Please email us at blah, 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 so we can best resolve this. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like not trying to throw them under the bus, but it's also you kind of have to defend where you're coming from. So, but there's a balance and you don't want to get petty. And if you see people getting petty, maybe you really don't want to use that app. Exactly. Okay. So other things that you'll see on the app listing on Shopify that I look for is on the right hand side, when you scroll past like the images, the, the, like the, the, the shout outs of features for the app, uh, on the right side, you see a section called support. Uh, and this has, you know, like a privacy policy, an email, a link to get support. There are two additional things that will often show up here if they've been connected and they should be connected. One is the developer's website. So you can actually look yes. to see who built the app. And two, no surprise that I'm bringing this up, FAQs. Yes. Every every good app needs an FAQ section. A good Questions FAQ. are going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And occasionally, like, I, I'll see it, like, not existing for, say, free apps. Um, I think they're, I think it's always needed personally, but, you know, varies. Um, at least the developer website needs to be linked. So you can learn more. You can read through the documentation. If the documentation is doesn't exist, then, well, that's concerning. I have a comment. Yes about free apps. Okay. I think it's great that some app developers have decided to make their apps free or they have a freemium model. Fantastic. If there is an app company that only has free apps and does not have any freemium type models or the freemium model is kind of, it's priced weird, you should think to yourself, how can this app company sustain this many free users? And that's all I'm going to say. Yes. Um, I'm going to say more because I think it's worth actually talking about what happens here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There are two parts to this. Yes. One, what are they doing to maintain this? Because usually people are not running free apps out of the you know kindness of their heart. Right. Yes. Um, there's a lot of work that comes into it. And... This happens all the time in other, you know, when you get an email from a company you never signed up for. Yeah. That's what's happening. This, this is something that does happen in this space as well. Just something to be mindful of. Second thing that I really do want you to be mindful of is when you go to install an app, you get this screen that says that you need to improve, approve the uh, installation of the app. Look to see what permissions the app is uh -huh. actually asking for, what what uh, sections of your website they need access to. For example, are they trying to edit your orders, edit your products? If they're trying to edit your theme or your, your store, like fetch all of your store data when they don't need it, that's a red flag. 
Yeah. I have so much to say about this, but I'm going to keep my mouth closed because it's probably, I'm, yeah. I'm not. Okay. I just want to be spicy about it. You Okay. Well, I rate this three peppers. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth having it like a, a very clear conversation about what has happened in the past in the app store. Um, there have been companies on the app store in the past who have gotten every single one of their apps removed from the app store because they were selling customer data. They were literally, like the apps purely existed to farm customer data. And this is why it's so incredibly important to look at those reviews in particular to see where that information, like who else is using the app. And if it's like a legitimate use case and not just like a quick app that somebody built just to farm data, get your data. And the, and the reality is too, is Shopify's app team, they're awesome. There are only so many of them and they can only catch so many shenanigans at once. Yeah. And one of the challenges is, is so when, so when Kelly and I go to submit our app to the app store, it goes through a series of hurdles. It's called QA and it it checks for a bunch of things, but we can, we'll get through that process. And a lot of people can get through that process. Unfortunately, as soon as like, if Kelly and I were being shady, if once our app got through that process- If we're being shady. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're like the most brutally honest people. <laughs> we could change every component of that app after it's released. So let's say we released with a $50 flat price. And okay, that tracks, this makes sense. Da, 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 da. Okay, I can say they're going to make money. Okay. We could, as soon as it is released, we could add in a sketchy way to get reviews in the beginning. We can reduce the price to free. We can, and we can start doing really shady marketing tactics. And that's not on the app. It's not the app team's fault. Like the app team is doing. They did their job. They did their they job. They approved the app in the in the state that the app was added. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure we're directing our bad vibes, if you will, to the right people, which are the people doing shady things. Because the, the volume of Shopify apps thousands and then the volume that exists thousands and then the volume of people trying to get new Shopify apps which is also a lot approved is so high that uh, and then the volume of people doing shady things is relatively high and there's only so many human beings who can do so many things in QA so there's initial QA but then there's kind of like the red flag QA that comes in and and make sure that the apps aren't doing bad things. And I've seen very interesting loopholes and links that apps have gone to to make it so they don't serve things to people from inside of the Shopify ecosystem. And just, I so I just want to be really clear that this is actually not Shopify's fault. It's the fault of the sketchy app developer. Because when we... When we agree to be app developers, we have to agree to this really, 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 really long document that changes and that says what is ethical and what is not ethical as it pertains to app marketing. And we have to stick to it. And I'm very proud to stick to it. My whole thing always too is a business owner is I, I would rather fail doing the right thing than win by doing the wrong thing. So yep. that's my personal ethos. And I'm going to get off of my soapbox and hand the microphone back over to Kelly. Oh, thank you. 
there's there's really only one more topic I want to talk about um, for this episode, and that's billing terms. Uh, we we touched on you know using free apps and the freemium model and things like that, but there are some apps even if they're not installed through the Shopify app store, but like through um, there are some like larger companies that don't bill through Shopify. Um, and some of them require a contract to, to sign on like Shopify plus is a one year contract. And then it's month to month after that. Um, just be mindful of what you're, what you're agreeing to. That's yeah, really all I have to say about that. Read the fine print. Yeah. Read the fine print. So hopefully this gives you just a little bit of insight. We did not mention a single app through this entire episode. We did it. I'm going to press a random button. What did it do? (laughs) It's uh, like the cricket. Oh, no. I got so close. Okay. All right. My turn. My turn. Okay. This is just button roulette. Y'all are going to be like, what? And by the way, we only have eight buttons. So we should probably know what they do. And we, of course, also have... Yeah, this button. And ultimately, that is the role of an app. It is how to make you more dollars or money. So that is the noise you want to be hearing. And that is what the app should be empowering you to do. And so, sorry, I feel like that this pod was a little bit ranty or maybe it's just my headspace. And I feel like it's rantier because it's very personal to me. But That being said, we're going to totally rip off the ending right now from another podcast called Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is an NPR podcast. And it's it's one of my favorite podcasts because at the end, A, it keeps me kind of relevant to society or know what's going on in the world. But B, they end every podcast with something called What's Making Me Happy This Week or What's Making You Happy This Week. And so I was like, I want to do that this week. So we're going to do okay. that this week. So Kelly, what is making you happy this week? Don't judge me. Oh, I won't. Last week. Yeah. Shop or not Shopify. Peloton dropped a bunch of new apparel. Uh, Peloton's not now an apparel company, by the way. They're making their own apparel instead of like third party, like with Blue print on demand, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I placed three orders last week. Um, because I've referred so many people to buy a Peloton that I get a hundred dollars, uh, an apparel credit every single time I do that. Um, but their, their discount codes in the Peloton apparel store uses Shopify. And as everyone knows, you can't stack discount codes. Right. So I placed three separate orders. Naturally. And they're arriving this week. And I'm very excited. I am so excited. I expect to see a picture of every single fit that you get. Okay. I didn't even like, I, I went off what I normally do and buying the matching sets. And I was like, I want these bike shorts in this. I got two hoodies because I really wanted some more uh, uh, Peloton streetwear. Uh, well, winter is coming. So winter is coming. Eventually. Um, I got two sports bras, a new water bottle because mine is not in good shape. And is there something else? Probably. Probably. I don't know. Probably. I, have, I still have two or three more uh, discount codes to use. So I'm just debating what to buy. <laughs> Fantastic. Or you can but buy But if any of you want to buy a Peloton, let me know oh um, and I'll God. give you my referral code because you get $100 off the equipment and I get $100 towards the apparel store. <laughs> the end. Oh my gosh. It's true. It's true. 
What about you? What what's what's making you happy? What's making me happy this week is my chief of staff. <laughs> Her name is Addie. And she helps empower me to be the best leader and uh, the maximize my productivity. And I really, Aww. I love her so much. She's so kind and she helps me out a lot. And, you know, you always, the thing in business, right? You're all supposed to hire out what you're not good at. Like mm-hmm. do the things you're good at and hire what, what you, you aren't good at. One thing I struggle with is delegating and feeling comfortable with other people. Uh, being in kind of like the the more finite details of my life, like bank accounts and all of that stuff. And so after a lot of work, I hired a lot of trial and error. I hired her and it has been phenomenal and fantastic. And she is so sweet. And if I forget to eat, which is not like a problem, everybody, it's something that happens when you're face down, like heads down working. I'm sure we've all experienced like hyper-focus. Where you like look up and you're like, ah, oh, I see it's 6 p.m. <laughs> I should drink you some water and eat some food. She will just like walk in and like just subtly put down. It's almost like a mom like subtly put down like a, a cheese and crackers plate to be like, uh, Rian, it is 3 p.m. and you haven't left your office. <laughs> and I need that. And may we all have someone as awesome as Addie in our lives. Yay. All right. I'm done. We're done. We're done. Cool. Thank you for tuning in. Woo! And thank us again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. We have a YouTube channel. You can visit it at youtube.com slash commerce tea. If you like our podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Notice we did not ask you for a review as soon as you started listening to it, but the, at the end of the episode. We make you, we're, we're, we're working for the reviews, but yeah. reviews make us really happy. They do. They do. You can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Wednesday. So grab your mug and join us then. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.